Hello, and welcome to another episode of Wicked Weird with New England Queenie. I'm New England Queenie. Last week, I talked about my experiences uh, living in a house that was haunted. Uh, I mentioned the possibility that people, not houses, may actually be what is haunted. When I speak of this experience, I do not do so lightly. It was traumatizing to my family in ways that change a person forever. And I sympathize deeply with anyone who is dealing with or has dealt with such experiences. If you are experiencing a haunting, please reach out to me at wickedweirdpodcast at newenglandqueenie.com. And hopefully I can give you an outlet to discuss this as well as point you in the right direction to receive help. This week, I returned to the original idea of talking about the legend of a creature that has been a part of native folklore all over the world. There are different variations of them, just as there are different variations and races of humans. The search for convincing proof has been an ongoing project for decades, since the film of Patty, the suspected female of this species by Patterson and Gimlin, was seen by the world. This brings us to this week's topic for episode four, Sasquatch, man or beast? Sasquatch, Bigfoot, Skunk Ape, Grassman, Woodbooger, Momo, Big Muddy Monster, Woodman, Wildman, Bushman. These are the names used when referring to what some believe may be real. The thought of this cryptid existing is intriguing to me. Just the thought of a species of this size possibly existing in a world so full of technology and we are still unable to show scientific proof of it just boggles my mind. This creature eludes man in all parts of the globe where it is said to exist, regardless of the name they call it. Yowie, Yeti, Orang Pendek. Variations, or maybe cousins, exist all over the world. So, why can't we just find and catch one, you ask? That is a question with a very complicated answer. You see, in North America, this creature known as Sasquatch, or Bigfoot, is difficult to find. The suspicion is they are extremely intelligent and are able to hide their existence by basically not really leaving evidence behind. There are no bones to be found. Where do they go when they die? We don't actually know how long they live. And I find many compare this being to humans or other apes in terms of longevity, but the truth is that it could live much longer than we do and not be leaving any bodies or bones around because they aren't dying off like other animals. This might also explain the small population that is suspected if there isn't a need to procreate within a certain time frame that a female would be able to carry healthy offspring, then there wouldn't be an urgency to replace the ranks, if you will. A couple of summers ago, 
I was lucky enough to take a trip up to Maine to visit Lauren Coleman's International Cryptozoology Museum in Portland. If you ever have the chance, you should definitely check it out. I had never experienced seeing physical evidence in person before, and to see casts of footprints up close is really amazing. You know, you hear about these casts, and you see them in documentaries, online, or in books, but nothing compares to seeing it in person. It gives the idea of there being Bigfoot hiding in the forests and mountains a reality. Several of the casts had obvious dermal ridges, so it's almost like we weren't grasping what is actually there. There is physical evidence right in front of us. Skeptics will dismiss evidence that is less than a physical dead or alive Bigfoot right in front of them. The legends that have been passed down through native tribes about this wild man have no value to them. These stories had to come from somewhere. And I'm pretty sure a native knows the difference between a bear and an ape. Dr. Jeff Moldrum, a professor of anatomy and anthropology in the Department of Biological Sciences at Idaho State University, is an expert on foot morphology and locomotion in primates. He has written many academic papers on the evolution of bipedal locomotion that led to what we have now as humans. He has written about the Sasquatch and has examined casts in the attempt to verify if what he is seeing is a hoax or the real thing. He has deemed certain evidence as hoaxes, so it isn't like he is walking in, looking at casts, and believing everyone is real. He does believe there may be a North American primate species thriving, although hidden, and has pointed out the details in these footprint casts that show the ridges as well as a completely different structure to the foot than humans have. Because of this difference, the stride of one of these primates is not only long, it is also bent knee constantly, a feature that has been noticed in some videos that have emerged over the years. So, let's get into some suspected defenses that these primates have. Cloaking. On many occasions, someone has stumbled upon a Sasquatch, and as they may reach for their phone or camera, it disappears. It hasn't made a beeline up the mountain or run off at the speed of light. It just disappears. Remember that movie Predator starring Arnold Schwarzenegger? That cloaking the Predator has to hide in plain sight. Basically, you could be staring right at one, but not see anything. There was an episode of Finding Bigfoot, I believe, that caught this phenomena on camera accidentally in a cave. It slightly bent the light, kind of like the way hot pavement can make things look like they are distorted. Stench. They stink. They smell like hot garbage and skunk rolled in feces. This smell is so bad, it can make you gag if you don't expect it. Some researchers think this is an odor they release when they want to keep someone or something away, the same way a skunk sprays for defense. It isn't hard to understand why in some areas it is called a skunk ape. Telepathy. I know you are probably thinking this is as crazy as the idea of cloaking, but it is something that has been talked about going on all the way back in history. 
They can use it to instill fear, to keep someone away. They can communicate with each other using this as well. Some Squatches will sit and meditate and try to connect to the Sasquatch in an attempt to invite him closer. Even when this actually works, the photos or films still seem to be fuzzy or glitchy, most likely as part of their cloaking. Their size and strength cannot be overlooked. At 7 to 10 feet tall or more, these beings could make any one of us run the other way. I don't know about you, but as much as I want to see a Sasquatch, I am petrified of what could happen. I'd like to think they are peaceful, but with the way they are hunted, I wouldn't blame them if they hated us. So what is a Bigfoot really? Until we can gather DNA from one either in captivity or on a dissecting table, we won't really know that answer. It would be difficult to just classify this cryptid as just an ape. Like humans, they seem to be able to build things like shelters and create massive tree structures. The vocalizations that have been recorded by researchers aren't just whoops and howls. When analyzed, some of the vocalizations sound like talking and they are speaking words, although it seems they speak very fast. Twice as fast as human speech, as a matter of fact. Linguists have found they sometimes incorporate what sounds like Spanish or English words in their communications with each other. They have been seen and recorded on film walking on two legs as recently as within the last month, making them bipedal. It's easy for the scientific community to question their existence and require a body when they haven't actually looked into the eyes of a Sasquatch. When campers, hikers, or researchers come across Bigfoot, if they are lucky enough to get a glimpse of his face, it appears human-like. Instead of the flatter face of an ape, like the gorilla or orangutan, their nose is structured more like a human. Sometimes... It is wide and more flat than others, but it still looks very human. It can be emotional for someone to have a sighting. It can feel more like seeing a primitive species from a time before modern man, or looking at another human being who was often referred to as the wild man by some native tribes. So it can build things. It seems to have a language. It's bipedal and has a human-like face. But as of right now, they are considered a cryptid. But it also, it is much more than just an imagined being. I think they are a type of primate that either developed on a parallel line of evolution or are just a different race of human. Yes, you heard that right. I think they could be a race of humans that has survived in a simple life. It's not like we haven't seen humans who have full body hair from head to toe. Hypertrichosis is a condition that causes extensive hair growth all over the body. I'm sure you have seen one or two images of what this looks like. It is a genetic condition and some people are born with this while some develop it later in life. There is no actual cure, since this is genetic. The reason I bring this up is because before modern humans came to be, we all were hairy all over. 
It was necessary to have warmth during the Ice Age, for example. It is a trait we shared with our primate cousins, like the gorilla or chimpanzee. Nowadays, it's much warmer and we wear clothes, so our bodies adapted over time and we evolved to only have hair in areas that our evolution believes needs to be kept warm. But what about tribes that may have developed differently to their own in a very different environment? Humans have a variety of hair, eye, and skin tones. We also come in a variety of heights. These are characteristics that are part of our DNA, and although we may look a certain way, depending on which genes come out on top, we still hold some of that old genetic code that is sometimes dormant, and occasionally a dormant characteristic wins. Bigfoot lives in a heavily forested areas. They are always facing the elements, and it would only make sense for them to evolve to be hairy from head to toe, and also much bigger and hardier than we need to be. They could have evolved based on their environment. Let's just face it, we are fragile and tiny, and there is little chance you or I would survive in Oregon in the forest during winter without a shelter, clothing, and campfire. Bigfoot wins that survival skill challenge by a landslide. Being an unknown species of human makes sense because every time some DNA sequencing is done on biological evidence, it almost always comes up with human DNA. So when the scientists say it is contaminated, the answer really could be that it is a human DNA because the Sasquatch is just another race of humans who have developed their own simple way of life away from our poison society of materialistic fascism. There is one other theory I'd like to bring up, too. There is a connection between sightings of Sasquatch and UAPs. It has been reported in some cases that a sighting of a Sasquatch will also include a UAP coming up out of the forest at the same time. This brings up the question of why would a UAP be there at the same time? unless these beings are being dropped off and picked up. What if they are a product of gene splicing, splicing human and another primate together by these extraterrestrials? What if that is why they can't be found? It would make sense they could be getting dropped off for a specific reason and picked up later. They could be a worker species to extraterrestrials completing missions for their bosses if you will. Consider for a moment that the panda and silverback gorilla were once considered cryptids until they were found and studied. The panda was a rumor in China for years until 1869. The gorilla was a mythical beast until 1847 in Africa. Both have small populations and because of this are in danger of becoming extinct. But they are real even though they were originally just stories from tribes. There are a lot of different theories of what a Bigfoot is, where they come from, and why they're here. And if there is no such thing as a Bigfoot, why is there enough evidence to convict the Bigfoot of existence in a courtroom, including eyewitnesses? So... What is a Sasquatch? 
Is it a man or maybe a beast? The answers to this mystery still evade us, but I believe that those answers will come. That's all we have time for this week, but we don't have to let the fun end here. So maybe this has opened your mind and made you think there might be and undiscovered ape species in the forests and swamps of the world. I'd love to hear your thoughts on Bigfoot, so please comment your own theories, and if you have your own story about Bigfoot or evidence you would like to share, email the show at wickedweirdpodcast at newenglandqueenie.com. R.E. my Bigfoot story in the subject line. And you may find yourself as a guest on an upcoming episode when we revisit this topic in the future. Check out my website, newenglandqueenie.com, for my blog and shop with free shipping on all purchases in the U.S. Remember to like, follow, and share to be notified for future bonus episodes as well as weekly episodes of Wicked Weird with New England Queenie. Thank you for listening to this week's episode, Sasquatch, Man or Beast. I hope you enjoyed the show as much as I enjoyed talking to you. I'll see you again next week. Until then, this is New England Queenie. Remember to keep it weird.